As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This is a special edition, Andrew, because... Post game after that debacle tragedy of a game last night for the Saints, I was drunk and angry and sad, and I totally messed up the Twitter spaces and forgot to record, and we couldn't post it. So you're, I, you're basically the uh, Dennis Allen of podcast. Recording. I am the Dennis Allen of podcasting, but I just want to say this: yes. I, I screwed up on that, and we're doing this podcast. But Thomas is, of course, our producer extraordinaire, is recording this to make sure it gets done properly. But Thomas, tell the people, you because the game's in the middle of the night, you wake up in the morning in Poland and watch it, and, yeah. and you were preparing the show, rundown, the video clips – in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, thinking this is amazing, the Saints are going to win, and Dennis Allen ruined your whole day because you had to set it all on fire and start from scratch. Yeah, now the, every Polish person hates Dennis Allen, unfortunately, man, <laughs> including me, of course. So, so Andrew, everyone's on the wait, fire wait, Dennis wait. Allen train now. Wait, why? Why? Just because they hate Tom Brady and want him to lose? I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andrew, we, we're, we're going to get to a lot of it on the big show, but we wanted to talk to patrons and we wanted to talk to Saints fans in general just to give our initial thoughts of the game the morning after. And by the way, if you're not a patron, please support the show. We have about 8,000 of you people that are non-paying patrons. We need you now more than ever, and you need us because now that the Saints – are in the doldrums or in the wilderness the jokes the comedy the fun is going to get you through and we need y'all support to keep this community going we can't do this podcast every day and keep all the fun stuff we have going and monitor the discord and have all that we can't do it without patrons so please support the show sign up give us a chance sign up at the ten dollar level you get swag if you don't love it dm me and i'll give you a refund but we need your support now more than ever andrew this game, uh, I argue with people who are like, it wasn't a playoff game, Ralph. Dude, when the Saints lose like they lost last night and have their guts ripped out and they're on the floor, it sure felt like a playoff loss to me. Like, it was the 
it 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 might not be the most painful and important loss in Saints history, but my God, Andrew, it's certainly the fucking dumbest. The the way they lost that game, I can't believe it wasn't a playoff game. When I think about like an actual playoff game, when I think about the playoff exits and the in the horrific fashion and pain in which the Saints tend to exit in the postseason, this absolutely felt like one of those. Oh my god. Where they had the game won, it was done, done and dusted. And then basically there was like a four minute period where everything had to play out perfectly for Tampa to even have a chance. And yeah. everything played out perfectly. In fact, the reps tried to stop them. I mean, they threw a flag for holding. I mean, it was a legitimate holding call, but like they took a touchdown away, and Brady's like, "No problem, I'll just win the game again." So, That's like, the thing that will sear in my yeah, like I my, my I was disemboweled with my guts laying on the floor last night. Like I and and I should have known better. Like I think we all, some of us, are kicking ourselves because we're like, mm. how could how could this game play out any different way? And yet. We, we we allowed the Saints to suck us back in. Yeah. We allowed well, the Saints to give us hope and, and get excited because for three and a half quarters, that game was really fun. Really fun. fun. It was really fun. It was it was it was business as usual against Tom Brady. He was screaming at people. He was throwing tablets. He was bitching and complaining. And you know, people on Twitter were joking. We're we're abusing the elderly. We're abusing a divorcee. Like it was. It was magical, and the thing that it will make this game stick. But, 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 like, but, like, yeah, I mean, this team, like, you know, people want to talk about coaching and all that. Like, I just think this team has no guts. Like, I, I just know Sean Payton would have been like, I don't care how we're playing defensively. I don't care. Like, that's still – I don't care how old he is and how ineffective he's been in this game. Not that's, still, that's still Tom Brady, and if I have a chance to beat him, I'm going to go for the jugular. Dude, and he, he would have gone for it on fourth down and, like, do he uh, – like, Dennis Allen. Like, I, I just felt like – You think again, you think Sean Brady the, – the, I mean, uh, Tom – I mean, Sean Payton, the fourth and one from the 43 – you think Sean Payton would have gone for it? Uh, yes. I think, I think this was an ode to Carl Smith. Somewhere <laughs> Carl Smith – was watching this game Probably and he lit it. candles Jim Mora too he, yeah he, they lit candles they dimmed the lights you know they put on some Barry White they they listened to the they watched this game and it was a Mona Lisa I felt like I was watching the Saints against the 49ers in the 90s where you know field goal field goal punt keep playing defense <laughs> we're still up by a score we got this and then your guts are ripped out at the end of the game. I, that was textbook Carl Smith. And I just felt like, man, it, it just couldn't have been a greater departure from the Sean Payton era. Yeah. And, and, and there's so many things that if you just, like you said, it was like, it was like the perfect, it was like one of those domino, those giant domino collections where you, you tap it over and they all have to fall perfectly and it makes a picture and all that. If you take one of them out, they don't win. But honestly, Andrew, the, the, the thing that I keep coming back to are two things. And this is why it's an indictment on Dennis Allen. One, the 12 men in the huddle can not happened. And by the way, that's never happened under Sean Payton ever that the offense has had 12 men in the huddle ever. 
Okay. And I know Andy Dalton says it's his responsibility, but that's coaching and that's preparation. It, that, that simply can not happen. The second thing is Dennis Allen is a defensive coach at the end of the game. You cannot have a pass interference penalty. And I blame that on coaching. You cannot have a Debo in that situation it, for the passive. You cannot let that happen. All you have to do is not give up a chunk play. If it's if if the Saints give up instead of a 30-yard play, if it's three 10-yard plays and Tampa still scores, the Saints probably win the game. And and it's just those things to me of of all the things that happen, the Mark Ingram, the drops, all of it, those two things just stick out to me. And will haunt me forever. And by the way, this game will haunt me forever because having it's Tom Brady, having to watch him do it twice, it'll just, it's going to be, it's like, it's like a Tom Brady just branded my brain. Like he's with me forever and I hate him. But I mean, get this guy out of my division already. Like retire. You're old. You suck. Your team's terrible. Like, yeah, you might have won this game, but like Tampa's going nowhere fast. And you know what? Like I hope Tom Brady enjoys. What whatever he's got left of the season, because they're going to play some team in the playoffs. They're going to get their head kicked in, and, and that Tampa team is going nowhere. So you know, I, I'll tell you that. Yep. But I, I I just think uh, this is just so typical of this team. And, and on a night where they won the turnover battle by two, they they didn't miss a field goal. Uh, you know, penalties. I mean, they had a couple penalties, but it wasn't out of control. Mm-mm. Uh, you know, on a day where like they finally caught an interception, I, I just like for them to still lose despite all of that, it is just, uh, I, I can't, I can't me- believe it, but like, look, Olave, like once again, Andy Dalton, similar to last week, I thought he was absolutely screwed. Now he missed Troutman on a third down pass, uh, that should have been a first down, uh, he took a couple of bad sacks. I mean, the offensive line didn't pick up Levante David, a hot blitzer on the first one. You know, the sack he gives up to NASA, but to me, is worse. Uh, so, but, you know, he, he took two sacks. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but, like, I thought, once again, Andy Dalton played well enough to win, and he was completely screwed over by Alave, completely screwed over by Taysom Hill. I mean, you can't throw a better ball than that. On third and 17, like, Taysom Hill hangs on to that, and the game's over. Like, it's just, like, that was the best pass he threw the whole game. So he, yep. he was completely screwed on that. Uh, there was another drop on Oh, he was completely screwed by Ingram, not going out of ba- going out of bounds a yard shy of the first. Landry was and a drop. I, I mean, he did the oh, hard Landry part pulling it in with one hand yeah, and Landry, then pulled I mean, it to like, body drop. got one hand on it. But, but still, like, that's the play that you got to make. So, like, once again for the second week in a row, I just feel like the Saints receivers completely screwed him over. Yeah, and – and like he's Andy Dalton, like you, you, you can't expect anything better from him, especially no, with can't. this with the Saints' offensive line issues. They couldn't, they couldn't really run the ball, but we expected that. Like Tampa's run defense is really good, and like it, the Saints' offensive line at full strength, playing incredibly well, pro- would have had a hard time running against Tampa last night, probably. I think, um, but. It's just one of those things where this year is the year from hell. And, and, and we always talk about the same, you know, when we when drew Brees, we're like, the floor is seven and nine. It doesn't matter what the hell happens. Like we got drew Brees, we got Sean Payton and we got the floor and 
you look at it and this is how teams that are thinking they're a 10 win team end up picking in the top five, which the saints probably will. Uh, it just all goes wrong. Injuries, in-game decisions, bad breaks. And the, the thing is too, Andrew is blame pie in this to me, it's on the defense a good bit because I know we talk about the drops and we talk about this. The bottom line is the Saints were up 16 to 3. They punted. They pinned the Bucks back. The, it wasn't like Gilligan punted from the 45 and punted it out the end zone so Tampa got to start from the 20. Like he pinned them deep. They were inside the 10. You know, like as a defense, like you're up 16 to three, Tom Brady's pinned back, make a stop, get a sack against an offensive line that is literally scotch tape and hope, like make a freaking play. And they just didn't, they just, in two drives, they did nothing. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, I think Adebo and Taylor, you know, were targeted, they were beat. You know, I mean, they're trying to cover Godwin and Julio and Mike Evans. Like, you know, they eventually they were going to – Tampa was going to hit because you know, there were a lot of opportunities earlier in that game that Brady missed. Uh, it was surprising yeah. misses, um, you know, where guys were open. But, yeah, it's, just, it, it's too bad, man. It's I just feel like uh, it, this was a tough one to stomach. This one hurt. And, and that's the thing about the NFL. Like we always talk about this, there's a fine line between winning and losing. And if they win this game as bad as five and eight sounds like they're right there in the mix. And then if they were to beat Atlanta, they'd be six and eight. And potentially depending on how San Francisco Tampa goes, like they could have been in first place, sole possession of first place next week uh, with, with, with those two wins. And so like, that's how close they were. And now it feels like the season's over but like to take it a step further, Ralph, like I'm with you, like this isn't like your seven and nine saints where they're just like a bad version of, of the Sean Payton teams. Like we're like in Ditka or like <laughs> we're, we're in Ditka territory. Yeah. Yep. That, that's where we're at. Like that Dennis Allen has turned in a Ditka like performance. And I think on the other side of this loss, like that's where we're at. And yeah. so I, I do think like, it's going to be interesting to see how these next four games play out. Because I do think his job's in jeopardy now. I, I still do. think there's a stronger chance he comes back than not. But if they lose these next four games, if they finish the season four and thirteen, which I absolutely think can happen, uh, like it'll be interesting to see if these guys keep playing because the, the season's over. Like it's done. Yeah. They have nothing and, and left to play for. There's there's no there's no Saints player on this roster, not a leader, not anyone that has played. In December games, where it doesn't mean anything, yeah, you know, we yeah, it'll, had... be, it'll be interesting to see how they respond, man. And and you know, honestly, like they're playing for pride at this point, and they haven't shown a lot of pride all season long, really. And and so uh, it's it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, you know, I, a big thing, too, is just, like, they have guys that are injured that were supposed to be coming back. I'm thinking specifically about Werner and Lattimore. And on the other side of this bye, I'm, I'm thinking slash hoping no. they're, they're going to be good to go. No. Uh, yeah, there, there was talk that Michael Thomas was going to try to come back and that he didn't feel like his season was over. And, like, at this point, 
on, on the other side of this buy, like, why, why would you why? bother coming no. back? Like, there's no point in putting your body on the line. If you, if you're not a hundred percent, like what's the point. And you know, now like with Jameis Winston, it's like, I, I could see going back to him, but I don't think they're going to do that. Cause again, like I think Andy Dalton's played his best football the last three weeks. And like, yeah. I, just, well, I don't think the, he, make that switch. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Any value for this season is over, right? You're not making the playoffs. You're not making a run. You're not even gonna. You're not even gonna play meaningful games where if they had won and you know they would have had the week off and maybe they beat Atlanta and then those last three weeks, even if you lose to Cleveland, you could have maybe been six and nine or seven and nine going into the last week. And if things fall your way, maybe you get a playoff. Now that that's out the window. So these last four weeks. I think you got to play if you if the Saints don't play Jameis the last 4 weeks then I'm pretty much convinced he's not part of the plans in 2023. I don't I don't think he's part of the plans regardless. I mean, I, he, whether he plays or not, like I don't really see a scenario where he's well, on the if he's not in, if he's not if he's not in the plan if he's not in the plans for Dennis Allen right? Dennis Allen's got to keep this shit motivated. He's got to keep him playing hard. So you stick with Andy Dalton, because here's the thing, like if they, I know it's a long time ago and, and maybe a lot of our fans are younger and they don't remember it, but in 2001, the Saints were seven and five under Jim Hazard the year after they won the first playoff game. They played a game on Monday night with the Rams they didn't get their guts ripped out, but it was really close and it was really hard fought and it went back and forth and they lost and it was a hard fought game and they went to seven and six. They lost their final four games of the year. And one of those games, the final of the year, they lost 38 to nothing to San Francisco. They got outscored 78 to nothing the final two games. They were beating the Redskins yeah. 10 to nothing. Redskins beat them 40 to 10. San Francisco beat them 38 to nothing. So it was a disaster. But Jim Hazlitt had sort of credits in the bank, right? He was the coach right. of the year. He had won the NFC West. He had won the Saints their first playoff game. So he had that to fall back on. So it wasn't like it wasn't like fire Jim Hazlitt, get this bozo out of here. They just collapsed in December. It was no, no, no. Let's try to fix it. Let's get some leaders in here. Get some smarter players. Get some toughness. Get get mentally tough. And that's what. Now look, it didn't work out with Hazlitt. Maybe they should. Maybe they should have put him in the cannon and fired him. They they should have. Yeah. But here's my thing. That was never going to happen with Hazlitt. Dennis Allen, I, I still think it's like 70% chance that he doesn't get fired. But Andrew, if they collapse like Hazlitt, I think it probably tilts in favor of on Black Monday, I'm going to have to take a personal day and just te- check Twitter 9,000 times. Because if they finish 4-13 and 13 and look terrible doing it, I think D- Dennis Allen, I think it's probably... 50 50 that he makes he makes it to 2023 yeah well i mean again like it depends on what their offseason plan becomes but if you know dennis allen was hired to be a to continue the culture and if they decide to blow it up or make wholesale changes then that's not the job he was hired to do so i i could see changes um it's possible i think either way like someone's gonna have to 
I mean, whether it's Pete Carmichael, like something has to change. Uh, they they can't just run it back again with the same roster and the same coaches. Like it, you know, Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis, like they're going to have to make some hard choices. What do you um, think? Like when, 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 when Pete Carmichael and, or Dennis Allen more like when Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis, when they, you know, because you know, they've said like Mickey Loomis meets with Dennis Allen after the game and, and, you know, they're probably in his office. Maybe st- he swings by today and maybe, maybe I hope Mickey Loomis has like the good bottle of a bourbon in the, in the desk and he pulls it out and he pours himself a drink and he pours Dennis a drink. What do you think Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen is lamenting to him in his most honest moment about last night where Dennis Allen is Dennis Allen's not thinking I'm going to get fired, right? He's he's probably not thinking that when he's thinking because because they know the season's over and they know like we got a plan for these last four weeks. What do you think Dennis Allen is saying to Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland, where he's like, "Listen, this freaking failed, but we have got to fix the you know that what did Sean Payton say? We got we got we got must we got needs we got wants and we got a must have." What are like the two things where Dennis Allen like laments that went wrong last night? Like, and he's like, God damn it. Like, I think he would have said like, we should off, we should have offered Deshaun Watson more money. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I know he would have been suspended, but I just think like <clears throat> the saints don't have a quarterback. That's right. You know? And, and yeah, it, like, money. yeah, like we, yeah. we, uh, we were like counting on, uh, old Andy Dalton beating Tom Brady, you know, like that, that's what we were let resting our hopes on. And like, you know, your margin for error is, is, is low. I mean, we got two turnovers and we still lost. So yeah, I mean, look, it's, uh, I, I, this team needs a quarterback. They're in the quarterback market. They're in the quarterback business. And I think if Dennis Allen sticks around, that's what he's going to tell Mickey's like, dude, you got to get me a quarterback. We don't yeah. have one. Do you, I know you, you haven't graded, you haven't done your grade and you're going to grade the film. Do you look at the, cause I like the corners. I like Adebo. I like Taylor, but like, do you see them as guys that are, can be capable guys where if you have Lattimore, if you have Adebo, if you have Taylor, that you'll feel pretty good about the secondary going forward because those are the young guys that matter. They don't have, you know what I'm saying? They don't have a lot of yeah. young guys. They have that. They have, well, these, these are tough matchups like Godwin, even Julio. I mean, he can still play a little bit. Evans, like those are good receivers. So this is a tough matchup. And you know, when you have Lattimore, it just makes the life of the, those guys easier. So, you know, obviously no Lattimore makes it tough and, in Alante Taylor's case, I mean, he's a young player that's learning on the fly. He's a rookie. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to take time to develop him for him to figure it out. But, yeah, as a, as a number two and three, like, I, I think those guys have a great future and they'll learn from this. And, you know, there's been times this season where both of them have had great moments, including in this game. I thought they had good moments. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think the Saints are fine at corner. I mean, it's just like, I, who would have known, like, when Lattimore got injured, it was kind of like everybody thought it was a week to week thing. And I, he's been out for eight games. So like, I, I would say that's as destructive to the defense as losing Michael Thomas. Lattimore's on airline highway in a bathtub of ice and his kidneys are gone. And the saints just don't want anyone to know. 
I, yeah. I believe that in my That's soul. That's kind of what it feels like. Um, final thoughts, and we're going to do more on the big show with Dave and Kevin, of course. I, I have to say, Andrew, considering the expectations that, that I had for this football team, like you mean going in, like at the going beginning. in, yeah. You know, considering the expectations, it's probably the most disappointing season of my entire life as a Saints fan because with Hazlitt, he had the one year of success, and two thousand one, it was bumpy, but you kind of knew that has it was bumpy and there was never really any like fun expectations. You, you hoped, but you weren't like, we're going to be good. And this is going to be, we're going to be a in contention for a playoff spot. And Hazlitt mostly was that like he struggled, but he was, he's basically, you take out the Katrina year, he's a 500 coach. Right. So like they played Hazlitt as much as they struggled, like they mostly played relevant games late into the year. They were like a 500 mess and they would break your, they would break your heart that way. But for this team to think that they were going to win a division, they could have win a division, compete for a playoff spot, and they're going to pick in the top five. I have to say, it's the most disappointing Saints season of my entire life. Like Ditka had hopes, end stage Mora, you had hopes. But this team, I had real expectations that at the very least, the season wouldn't be over on December 6th. 8.45 in the morning. Andrew, you're muted. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I Go muted ahead. myself. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we hope right now it has to rest in the, the reality that there are no quarterbacks in this division and there are no co- coaches in this division. Um, like, I, I, I mean, I have to be real here. At four and nine, I think the Saints are in a worse spot than they've been in a really long time, uh, because I, I think the cap problems and the lack of draft picks—that's been a recurring theme. But like some of these guys, like Lattimore, Kamara, like they're they're a year older, That's and right. they've started they started to lose some guys. Like Marcus Williams left, CD Deuce is gone. So like some of these draft picks that they've made that are good have started to leave. Some of them have started to get injured. You know, McCoy, uh, yeah, Ramsey. is a he, long time ago. But yeah, like a lot of those guys are starting to get injured. So like they, they've had injuries uh, to, to their star players, Michael Thomas. Like they, they're start, These guys are starting to get older. They're starting to get hurt. And they are committed to these contracts. They're saddled with them. So like the combination of like lack of picks, cap hell, and these contracts that they're fully committed right. to – just like starting to not work out. Like the saints are in a bad spot, like as a franchise right now, and they don't have a coach and they don't have a quarterback. So like, there's not a clear path to how they turn things around. So like it, you know, if you were to ask me over the next couple of years, two, three years, like which NFC South team do I like the best moving forward to, to compete and do well? Like, honestly, the saints are probably at the bottom of the list. So you know, like, I don't want to be full doomsday, but, like, there may be a, like, for us real Saints fans out there, like, there may be a period of investment here that we just need to look in the mirror and be honest with ourselves. Like, we might be looking at uh, 
struggles for a while here before we can turn it around. Now, Mickey Loomis, like I like him as a GM and I do think he can architect. It might take him a while. He might have to be patient, but I do think he can architect kind of a a rebound plan and we'll, we'll see what the saints do in the off season. God, there's going to be so much Ralph. And like, honestly, we're like a month away from black Monday where coaches get fired. And then Sean Payton's at the top of the list of like five or five. I'm going to tell you like a month from now, like, we might be acquiring a first round pick. So like it's going to happen fast. That's right. And this right? one, I want to say like another pitch, like if you're not a patron and you're thinking, Oh, maybe I want to support the show. I'm telling you that first week, that Monday after the season ends, the dominoes are going to fall fast and furious. And here's the thing. We cover it better than anyone. So like the Sean Payton, we'll cover, we're not even going to cover just the news. Like we're going to cover rumors, interviews, all of it. So that's another reason why you want to support the show and get these podcasts. But Andrew, like, that's the thing. Ralph, Ralph, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, if the saints fire Dennis Allen, I, I do think Mickey and Gail would try to convince Sean to come back. And I've been told he's not coming back. I've been told, I've been told like, to- that's just not what he wants. But, like, <laughs> I, you can't discount the possibility that if the Saints decide to move on from Dennis Allen, that they're like, you know what? Screw the first-round pick, Sean. We want you to come back here and coach. We, and, like, we'll see. Like, I, I, I just think we're getting closer to that. To, to the them at, le- at least trying. All right? But, like, he, the, the other thing I want to say, so uh, I, I didn't get to finish my, my fully flushed out thought, but like, wh- while I believe all that to be true, like that the Saints are in big trouble over the next couple of years, I still think Carolina, Atlanta, and Tampa, none of them have a quarterback. And, and you can Carolina's call Tom Brady. The owner's getting Tampa. investigated for criminal charges. Who is? David Tepper oh, for yeah, the yeah. So, pro- yeah, yeah. practice so, facility. Just right, right. So, like, Carolina, like, I would say of all those teams, I actually think I like Carolina's roster right now the best, and that's saying something because they're terrible. So, uh, they, but, you know, like, they, they have Sam Darnold. They're probably going to let him go. I mean, so, and they just let Baker Mayfield go. So, like, they, they might draft. They might go with another vet, but, like, we're not really sure how it plays out in Carolina. Tampa, like, I think this is Brady's last year with them, but, like, we'll see. And then Atlanta – like they're about to usher in the Desmond Ritter era. And I, I don't know how that's going to go. Like if he's really good, that's bad for the saints in the NFC South. But like, I look at these coaches, Todd Bowles, Arthur Smith. We don't even know who the Carolina guy is going to be. They're going to have to start a new hire. So like the silver lining here is that the NFC South is a dumpster fire. And I don't see any signs that that's going to change next year. Now, someone might surprise us, but until they do, I feel like you don't have to get that much better. You just get a little bit more luck. Things break your way a little bit more. That's right. Like, I don't and it's think, not that hard to get on top of the division. I don't think there's going to be a team in the NFC South that's going to bang out a 12-5. and five Right. Like, you're, you're not in the division where Aaron Rodgers is, is the you know, like you, for the next 15 years, you're going to get swept by the Packers, and they're going to be a top that's of the division. Right. You're not in a division with Kansas City and Mahomes where you're just like, that team's going to be in the Super Bowl six of the next 10 years and, like, forget trying to beat Mahomes. He's going to light you up. So, like, we're very fortunate to not have a situation like that because I think if we were in a division like that, things would be looking really bleak. Um, But 
the Saints division sucks. So like that's the silver lining yeah. here is like, I think as handcuffed as Mickey Loomis is going to be over the next couple of years in, in trying to assemble a roster, I, I mean, he's going to, he's going to try to find a way, you know, he is, but I, I just think he's going to be somewhat handcuffed and like, it's going to come down to the Saints are going to have to nail their draft picks better than the other guys. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, it seems like the Saints are in the wilderness and there's no hope, but something happens with Sean Payton. They get a pick, and they pick 18th because they get the Chargers pick, and they pick this quarterback that the fan— we don't really like him because he's kind of raw and he's toolsy, whoever it is, right? And then six weeks in, we're like— Holy shit, the Saints got the best quarterback in the 2022 draft. I can't believe this happens. Well, I mean, all your problems are fixed. I, and this is, this is why I applaud the attempt to get Deshaun Watson. I mean, the off the field stuff is awful. And, like, I mean, we'll, we'll see if he can keep his head on straight you now, not now that he's playing again and that's behind him. But I just think if you can get an elite quarterback that masks so much of the issues, like, I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers and what he did to green Bay for so long. And I, I don't even think green Bay's had good coaches, you know, over there. And like, right. he, he, he just masks everything. And so I just think when you have an elite quarterback, um, it, it makes all the difference. And so I, I just, I, I think that's gotta be priority. Number one, like find a way to get the best quarterback you can. And Final hopefully thought. it can mask a lot of your issues. Final thought, and then I'll get out of here. Back to Sean Payton. Um, I don't know if you if you are as big a fan of The Godfather as my wife. No one is as big a fan of The Godfather. Well, I'm a bigger fan than Dave, who's never watched who's it. Better sure. But in The Godfather, at the, at the end of the first movie, Michael Corleone, is, is, he's, he's gone to Vegas, and he wants to buy the hotel from Mo Green. And Mo Green is like, you're not buying me out. I buy you out. And Michael Corleone just sits there and he points his finger at him and he says, think about a price. I leave in the morning. Not that the saints will threaten Sean Payton like the mob, but I think Gail and Mickey, if they're deci- if they decide the, the saints are, are, are four and 13 and, and, and we're moving on from Dennis Allen. Like once they make that decision, they need to sit and, and, and Lausha and Mickey Loomis need to sit with Gail and say, Gail, what is the absolute highest number you are willing to go to get Sean Payton? What are you willing to do to get him back in this building? And maybe Gail says, look, we paid him $20 million a year and he still left. That's not good enough. We got we to gotta move on from him. He doesn't want to be here. But... If Gale is willing to say, hey, 25 million, whatever, percentage of the team, I think they got to explore it. Think about a price that will get Sean Payton back in the building. And Andrew, make him say no. That's what I think. If they're going to move on from Dennis Allen, make Sean Payton say no. But guys, we got to get out of here. Join us on the live stream tonight. Thanks for joining us. Please support the show. Oh, and by the way, join us for the live stream tonight. I promise, promise, promise on Twitch TV, Thomas has something extraordinary tonight for the open. So be there, 905, 910 at the top. I promise it'll be worth the time. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tonight on the live stream.
Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.